Welcome to Outside by Design, the podcast about the business side of creativity in the outdoor industry. I talk to some of our industry's finest leaders, entrepreneurs, freelancers, and creatives about crafting a life and a career based upon being outside. All right, all you marketing managers and brand managers and photographers and writers, thank you so much for being here on the Outside by Design podcast. Today, I am talking to Kylie Fly. Kylie is awesome. Um, She has so much energy and she's hilarious. She's also a triplet. And Kylie is also a tremendously humble human being. She has... She's a, she's a really big name in photography and has worked with every big brand you can think of and then some. And um, she's humble. She She's quiet about it. And she works so hard. She's got a tremendous work ethic. So um, I really enjoy talking to Kylie. She is a real master of her craft. And this, I think, is one of the meatiest episodes in terms of just advice for brands and how to work for how to work with photographers. And um, Kylie's amazing. Check it out. Enjoy. Learn some stuff. Hey, Kylie, thank you so much for being on our podcast today. Thank you. I'm stoked to be here. Yeah. Um, So the first question we always ask everybody is to describe where you are and what your setting looks like. Oh, wow. Well, I'm currently at my house and it's just a little loft and a little shed sort of thing. I don't even know if it really counts as a house, but it's behind my landlord's real house. So I'm like in a little yard surrounded by ants and bugs and gardens and it's really nice but uh yeah my desk just faces the wall so it's not that interesting or inspiring there's not even a well there's a window behind me but nothing glamorous just a nice little corner in my little house in Idaho right yep I'm in Boise Idaho wonderful that's awesome and so you are on the move all the time with your job taking photos all over the place so what tell us where you got back from and where you're going next Oh, well, I just got back from Wisconsin, of all places. (laughs) So it was like my first trip to the Midwest. Uh, I do a lot of trips with this one company where we camp for a week at a time. And we do it kind of all throughout the US. And so I've been to a lot of states through that. And then my next trip, I head out tomorrow to Alaska. So I'm pretty stoked for that one. Oh, my gosh, what are you going to do in Alaska? Oh, this trip is probably going to be my favorite because it's like the, a great way to end the summer, going to the Kenai Fjords area. So it's like a sea kayaking type of trip. We're going to do some kayaking and some glacier stuff and hiking and hopefully see some orcas and critters, you know, otters and other wildlife. And I'm sure we'll see some lots of grizzlies because you always do in Alaska. So yeah, I'm really excited about it. And we'll be hanging out in a cabin and getting boats to a different island and things. It's going to be pretty awesome. That's um, That sounds amazing. Are you going to be shooting that? Are you an ambassador or an athlete in that? Nope, I am shooting both photos and video for this, and then I'm also writing a story about it. So I'm working with kind of like a, I guess, like a media agency, tourism type piece with Travel Alaska and some other companies, and 
I'm pretty sure it's, I know it's a girl's trip. So it's like me and two other, two or three other women, which is kind of, kind of fun. Didn't really know it would turn out that way. So that was kind of a fun little surprise I just found out. Yeah. Should be cool. Yeah. That sounds amazing. I've never seen an orca out in the wild. And that sounds incredible. I know. They seem kind of terrifying, but I think it's going to be pretty sweet. I hope we see one. <laughs> oh, I hope you get like amazing footage of, of animals. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Cool. I'm, I'm wishing you all the animals. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Sending me the animal vibes. I love it. <laughs> um, so my next question for you was, what are you wildly stoked on? And that might be it. Anything else? Oh, man. Like in life in general, uh, I'm actually pretty stoked for fall to come up because I'm going to have some time off. And well, I'm kind of giving myself some time off because I want to just start climbing again more often. I This summer kind of goes nuts for me so I don't get a lot of me time and like I don't get to go on a lot of trips for myself so I need to get climbing again I'm looking forward to that and I'm taking my woofer which I'm stoked on and that'll be great and just more mountaineering more stuff I need to you know get more well skilled at you know crevasse rescue and different trainings I'm doing so yeah I'm kind of just looking forward to getting in the best shape I can for expeditions that I want to do in the future and goals I have, things I dream about, might build out a van. I don't know. I'm just kind of all over the place right now. <laughs> oh, man. that's <laughs> I could see you living the van life. Yeah, we talked about it <laughs> that one time. But yeah, I'm kind of like, that's something that's always on my mind. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, that's exciting. So you... Are, you know, we have met and spent some time together at Project 16X. And, um, you know, you come across as this really energetic, happy person that's adaptable and comfortable in basically any setting. Um, do you do you feel that way? Do you feel comfortable in any setting? Yeah, I really do. I feel like that's something I have developed over time. I mean, if you met me when I was, obviously we're all weird when we're teenagers, but when I was a teenager, I was so freaking shy. Like I couldn't look people in the eye, like unless you like spent a good amount of time around me and I could warm up, like it took me a long time to kind of break out of my shell with people. And I've always been an extroverted personality, but when I didn't have the confidence, which is like the epitome of high school, it was really hard for that to be seen by others. And so I guess like with my travel and with my work and the type of stuff I do, um, especially living internationally and traveling a bunch, I know for a fact that's the reason I am more comfortable in my own skin now because I've had to get in front of lots of people and like teach classes or like just different types of things I've done to kind of lead me to where I am that I think really helped me gain confidence I needed just to kind of be normal and be myself, like the normal Kylie that people that know me, you know, and so instead of acting all awkward and shy until people do get to know me. So that's something I attribute to my work because I'm meeting new people every single day and I work with them for about five days and then I might never see them again. So that's just kind of the turnover of my life. And I think that's why I feel really comfortable. I could be in any kind of situation and be fine, really, even if it's cold and miserable or in an airport for 24 hours like I just was. Who knows? It's kind of nice. Yeah. So what what do you do? Are there any steps that you take to prepare for a shoot, even though 
the setting and the people and everything is different. What is there anything you do every time? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think like the main thing that I have dialed is packing. Like I just got home today from a shoot and I have like two nights at home, but I'm already packed for my next one. So I think the number one thing I do is prepare ahead because I don't like to feel stressed. And when you go into situations stress, especially when you're traveling back to back and your shoots are jammed, so you literally just are never home, then if you have any kind of added stress or you don't sleep the night before you're flying or before you're traveling, it really can screw up like your your vibe. And so I definitely make sure to stay on top of my packing game. I'm really good at it. I like can go about a month and a half before I need to do laundry. So that's pretty nice. Um, and I think that's like my main thing is once I'm organized and all my gear is organized, everything's charged and ready to go, then I can relax and and, you know, get the sleep I need or go climbing or do something fun, get out, get in a run or something active. Because if I don't stay active every day, then I, I kind of get sad, to be honest. Like I have to like be moving to keep my like energy moving and my mood up. And just because there's a lot of hustle and bustle in my life. And so I need certain things that are somewhat continuous or I don't know if that's the right word, Some something more sustainable. And that has a lot to do with my activity and also with my relationships with people in my life, my personal life. I just got to make sure I kind of hit all those things. And once my, all my little buckets are full, then I can be my best photographer, be my best self. When I show up at a job, I'm not like worked or something or drained, you know, I have to make sure I kind of take care of those things so I can, yeah, I guess perform the best I can and be in the best possible mood because yeah, so much of what I do is working with a bunch of people I don't know, and I'm just meeting. And when you pull out a camera, a lot of people are generally uncomfortable. <laughs> no one really likes to be like, oh, here I go, take all my photos and stuff. And so it's like good to like have the type of personality that people can get comfortable really quick. Like that definitely helps a lot with my work. Yeah, I would say that that's a real asset um, of your personality is that you are pretty goofy and it lets people... Mm -hmm relax but you also are you know quite professional and that comes across as well so I think you do a good job um yeah creating a good atmosphere for people oh thank you because I think too you know we as a creative agency work with a lot of photographers in-house or contract with photographers like yourself and I think a lot of people don't realize it's so much more than looking through a camera and taking shots it's it is so much of a personality and creative direction and you know working with people's emotions and what like what's your take on that what do you think is oh yeah that is so legit like I think if to me it's extremely important I always tell anybody in my life or like this is something I really value is I value people and their emotions or their moods or their feelings I definitely care about like where people are at mentally or physically all those things super matter especially when you're working in the outdoor industry if you're going to be on a mountain all day or you're like on a river all day or you're on an expedition for two weeks or months or you know you're spending a lot of time with these people in small uncomfortable spaces sometimes stuck in a tent for days on end or whatever so I think it's really important to make sure people are comfortable and happy and like if people aren't happy the photos aren't going to turn out so good and I think that's like really important because like if someone's hungry and you're like we gotta go 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 and like you're getting all these shots I mean sometimes you gotta grind like and I think people get that and that also you know makes a difference but 
you really got to kind of gauge people's energy. Like, I think that's something I'm able to pick up on just through years of experience and also working with people either know on certain types of trips where I know it's going to be extremely high energy or something that's very demanding. But um, yeah, just kind of checking in on people, making sure they're feeling good, making sure they're fed, they're not starving. Or, you know, I've had times where people have kind of had little breakdowns, like someone's been kind of emotional because they just went through a breakup and I've pulled them aside and I've worked with them through that. Like, it's not just like being a photographer. Like if you really want to get the most authentic, natural, candid imagery, which is totally what I do, that's my vibe. So like, if I want to capture that, people got to feel like safe. They got to feel comfortable. They got to be happy to be there. And everything goes so much better when you can do that. Yeah. That's uh, that's what you think is your vibe, is the candid, natural, that's what you go after, huh? Yep, yep. I always say, like, I my work is, I like it to be raw and authentic, and I kind of hate the word authentic, because who freaking knows what that means? But, mm-hmm. like, that's why I go for candid. I don't like that posy stuff. I don't like telling people, like, hey, go over there and do this and that and the other. I mean, sometimes there are certain things where you might have to move something or position someone. And, you know, obviously that's the nature of the work as a creative director, but really it's about like capturing people doing what they do in the most natural way possible. And if there's something that I saw that I missed, then those are the times I might interject and be like, Hey, that was freaking awesome. Will you do that one more time for me? And then they'll be like, Hey, okay. So it's like, sometimes that's the way it works. But uh, in general, yeah, I kind of like to be a fly on the wall, so to speak, so I can capture people in their most natural element ideally absolutely i think i think that that's uh amazing thanks <laughs> do you share a mattress with someone and one one person likes the mattress soft and squishy and the other person likes the mattress to be hard like they're sleeping on the floor there's mattresses out there for that i don't know what they are but i can tell you about a great creative agency Wheelie Creative, where we know nothing about mattresses and everything about branding. I got you good. I fooled you. You thought that was going to be a mattress ad, but really it's for a creative agency. Uh, We believe that life should be lived, felt, and shouted from mountaintops, and therefore Wheelie is a new school creative agency for people who thrive outside. We do branding, strategy, content, tons of video work, tons and tons of product launches. You should go to our website. We just did some of those like old school 80s, 80s style photos where it's like you in the foreground and then your floating head in the background at a lighter opacity. We just did company profiles that look like that. So check it out. Just if anything, go to the website and look at our bio pages because they're ridiculous. Wheeliecreative.com. You won't regret it. And we know nothing about mattresses. So you've worked with tons of brands across tons of industries. And, um, you know, we have a lot of, most of our listeners are marketing managers or they work in editorial or they're brand managers and work in the industry. So, um, you know, do you usually end up talking to CEOs or owners or marketing managers and how, how are all those conversations different from each other? Yeah, I definitely feel like a lot of times it kind of goes all over, but in general, it's with the marketing people, like obviously like the marketing director or creative director or someone like that is generally going to be like the one who is important, the one who is looking for this type of work. And so they'd be interested in talking to someone like me. Occasionally I've run across like people that 
maybe they're just over like social media and like that kind of happens that that's a different type of shoot usually. But I have talked to CEOs and owners of companies, generally like a CEO is in communications if they're like a smaller brand and they're like kind of like a one man show where they wear a lot of hats type of thing. But um, yeah, so it, it totally varies. But for the most part, there's a marketing person. And occasionally, like, it'll be like a sales rep or someone random that like, follows my work or kind of sees my stuff on social. And they're kind of a fan of what I'm doing. So they might pass me on to marketing. And that's kind of the way the conversation might start. It totally depends. But yeah, that's what I would kind of generalize. So what what is your tip to a brand or a marketing manager on how how to work with photographers? Like what's your ideal dream client look like? Not so much the brand itself, but like their behavior. Oh man, I mean, I think it's really important for brands to respect artists. I mean, anyone in the industry will say that, but like it means so much to us. Like if you approach us with like we love your work, you don't have to be like a person that's like stroking and like complimenting nonstop but like if you just say like hey we've checked out your work this is a product we saw that you did that really synced well with us or sometimes I think that's cool because it shows that they actually paid attention to what you're putting out there it's not just like you're a photographer cool we need one how about this so it's like if they have specific things that they're looking for and they bring up specific things that they've seen in your work they're like we love the way you do this that and the other we love the way your photos speak this and say this without, you know, that type of thing when they give me a, an idea of not only like what they love about what I've already pushed out and created, but what they're looking for and how they tie together. Cause then that makes me feel like, yeah, this really works. And I, I understand the direction right off the bat. So that's always a great conversation opener. Also got to love when they mention that they have budget because nothing's, Nothing's more painful than getting an email that makes you feel good. And at the end, that we have no budget. It's <laughs> like, cool, man. I can't, I can't feed my meals with backpacks. <laughs> so, so yeah, I mean, that's just a side note. But, like, it definitely means a lot to, like, be super straight about, like, kind of what they're interested in, what their budgets might be, and what they love about your work and what they, why they think that you guys work well together. That helps me, at least. Yes. Is there any, I mean... And this might be a hard question to answer because your career is always evolving and the different types of projects are always evolving and social media evolves. But is there any one at this point in your career, like any type of client that you just can't take on anymore or that you have to say that would be a bad fit? Yes, that's definitely happened to me. I mean, there's probably one or two I could think of sometimes, but it depends on the relationship and how much it's worth to me and like what I get out of it. It's not, I obviously don't do what I do for the money. I do it because I love it and I'm passionate about it. And I just, I'm stoked that I can do it. <laughs> I'm just going to keep riding that wave. So like, it's not about that. It's the type of thing where if I have to pull out of a relationship with a brand or a company that I've shot with, it definitely has to do with how I'm treated or how I am. Yeah. I guess just the overall treatment I've had to say, I've had to cut myself loose from a specific company that I worked with that it really needed to happen. Like for my own good, it definitely had to happen. And it was, it was a hard conversation to have because it kind of felt like, it kind of feels like you're quitting. And that's kind of a weird thing to navigate when you're a freelancer and you definitely are hustling all the time to just load up as much work as you possibly can. <laughs> so uh, I think that's important though. I think it's important to know when to say no and know when to 
step away from something if it's no longer serving you in the way that you need that helps you grow. So. Absolutely. I think it's so important to make sure that everybody's benefiting from partnerships Mm -hmm. or relationships or being, you know, situations where you bring in a photographer, I think it's so important to value, um, Mm -hmm. make sure everyone is happy and getting what they need. Yep, for sure. Um, on that note, what, so we work with tons of photographers and they all have different styles in the way that they interact with humans and, um, you know, the gear that they choose to use and, you know, everyone has their own style. So, I'm curious, what's your process look like? Like your creative process when you go into a shoot is like, how do you thrive? What's your favorite kind of shoot? Oh, um, I'm definitely running gun style. So I'm all about like running around outside all day with a backpack with all my crap in it. So I'm definitely used to packing around a lot of weight. Um, And if I'm going light with like one body and one other two lenses or something that feels super amazing like a little butterfly so it definitely is I'm used to hauling a lot um but I think it's important you know that you got to have all your gear and also a lot of my shooting isn't just like stepping outside and shooting like I have a lot of other gear because I'm doing some kind of recreation or you know some kind of activity where I need equipment and so I'm definitely doing a lot of that hauling stuff and very candid on the fly spontaneous I rarely ever have, have like a shot list. I mean, like you have shots in your head that you want and depending on the project, like if it's a film, that's totally different, but like, especially with narrative type stuff. But if you're doing candid lifestyle or like branded work where it's like, this is the trip, just capture it. Then that's what I love about it is there's like a flow that you get into because you're just there and you're present and you're enjoying it and you're just kind of absorbing it and shooting it. So that always helps me to get in the mood. Um, I also, one of the, one thing I think is pretty important about what I do is I have a lot of shoots where I'm there for multiple days. So usually my shoots range between four to six days actually. And that can, that's pretty long. I mean, I feel like I'm kind of gone like a week at a time for the, if you count flying and your travel days. And so a lot of times I will get to my location of where I'm shooting and if I can get away with it due to like certain types of shots I need I take the whole first day like not even touching my camera I like to like just be there and be present and like connect to the environment and where I'm shooting connect to my location and the people I'm with if I'm with people and so that really helps me to not only myself get comfortable and adjust but also the people I'm working with to also kind of get in that zone because sometimes if we get off a plane and then we're like we're unloading all our gear and you're shooting right away it's like ah, no time to breathe and no time to like look around and so that helps me to kind of stay inspired and look for the shots I want and almost like premeditate what I'm about to do oh that's cool <laughs> that you look at that like a pre premeditation almost that's amazing that's cool thanks uh do you do you find that when you work with athletes um that it's pretty collaborative when you're shooting action sports or um do you kind of go into like hey here's the kind of shots we're looking for or how does it work for you when you work with athletes um I think for sure usually that I for the most part I would say athletes are there to like just get the shots you need and I've most of my experience, they'll be like, so what are you looking for? What do you want me to do? 
They're like, a lot of times they want to be told what to do because they're not going to be like, so uh, I was thinking I want this, that, and this. So it's like, sometimes that'll happen if someone's super, super stoked on certain imagery. But you kind of have to have an athlete that's like really into imagery or like media or they have to have some level of interest in like how the photos are going to turn out or the film is going to turn out to like really have a strong opinion. At least that's my experience. And so I generally am the one that calls the shots and like will give them like a really like super simple breakdown of like, here's what I'm thinking. Here's what I'd like to see. What are you comfortable doing? What would you like to do? Is there something you want to climb or ski or, you know, whatever it is that we're doing, like what's your level, where are you at? And what are you interested in? I definitely want to know that because I'm not going to say like, Hey, let's go climb this. If like someone's not comfortable doing it or if they're like, well, that's lame. I could do something more exciting or, you know, that type of thing. So I get their opinion and feel out where they're at and then kind of give them a general overview of what I'm looking for. Like, like there was a skier I was shooting with once where the first thing he asked, like, what do you want me to do today? And I was like, I think it'd be awesome to get a backflip. He's like, sick, let's go do it. So it's like, that's cool. Like if I have something very specific, other times it might just be like, I don't know, man, let's just like have some fun and see what happens. Mm-hmm. That's exciting. Do you ever feel like there's too much to do in one day between the work and the family and the skiing and the skiing and the mountain biking and the skiing? There's just too much to do and you don't have time to go to the grocery store? Well, guess what? There's a solution where you can get food ordered to your door. It's awesome. But you know what's even more awesome? WheelieCreative.com. It's a creative agency for outdoor brands. We believe that life should be lived, felt, and shouted from mountaintops. And Wheelie is a new school creative agency for people who thrive outside. But wait, you may be thinking, Lisa, isn't that your company? Yes, it is. And I'm paying them to edit this podcast. So you get to hear about it. You thought you were going to hear about some type of food delivery service, but I fooled you into listening to another Wheelie Creative commercial. So check it out. WheelieCreative.com. Branding, strategy, design, all kinds of good stuff for the outdoor industry. And you are, you're an athlete yourself. Um, and how do you think that that helps your photography? Yeah. I always tell people like, if there's something you want to shoot, then you got to do the thing that you want to shoot. And so it just makes sense to me to be as proficient as possible at the things I want to shoot like if I want to photograph mountaineering and climbing and people and bivvies and you know all these different things that catch my eye and my interest then I need to be able to keep up I need to be able to participate and carry my own weight and also um, share like my skills and talents with the with the crew so I'm an asset to the team like there's nothing worse than feeling like slowest and the weakest and the and the most unknowledgeable person like I I've definitely had jobs specifically because I ski or because I climb or because I can keep up on a bike and I'm not good at any of these things I mean I'm I'm a very mediocre athlete like I for sure don't I'm not like a shredder of any kind people might be like whoa that's so cool but like I feel super normal like uh, I do I work my hardest to be the best I can and there's so much I still have to learn so much I need to get better at and more proficient at and stronger at. So like my list of my skill level is pretty long in as far as what I want to improve on. But 
I'm definitely always inspired and motivated because I'm surrounded by that. I'm embedded in that, but I put myself in that. So I'm looking for that. And that's why I spend my time pursuing those types of things because I want to be there and I want to shoot it and I want to be the person that can keep up. So you're the only other person I've met that trains with rocks in their backpack for (laughs) for photography purposes. (laughs) We're so cool. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, this rock's gonna fit so nice in my bag. <laughs> it's great. Oh, it's a really good rock. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. But I do think it's incredibly important to be strong and, um, you know, not only strong with your gear, but physically strong and capable. And um, I do my best. In, in, yeah it's awesome yeah I try it's uh because yeah like you said you want to be an asset to the team in whatever capacity that is and yeah I don't know yeah it's tough it's exciting though yeah it is and when you're on the mountains you want you kind of have to have a lot of skills like it's not just like I got to be good at my job with the camera creatively I also got to be able to do it when I'm super uncomfortable super tired super hungry when it really sucks, when the weather sucks, or, you know, there's all kinds of things that come into play and it it messes with your emotions too. It's not just like a physical thing or a mental thing where you're thinking about creative stuff. Like you also have to be emotionally stable to like handle situations when they get scary or like if someone gets hurt, if someone's sick, or if you're in a really remote area, there's all kinds of things you're kind of balancing all the time. You have a job that you need to do, but you also need to take care of yourself and the people you're with. So it's just a lot of, you know, skills that you got to like always be working on. Yeah. This, uh, this winter I'm having everybody at wheelie take a wilderness first aid and an AVI level one, just because, um, sweet. I feel, I feel like our insurance company would be happy to know that since we go on a lot of strange situations. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, so I think it'll be fun. I've never taken a wilderness first aid or first responder, so I'm excited to learn some stuff. Cool, yeah, that'll be great. Yeah. So I guess last question, what's your advice to, two part, two pieces of advice. So your advice to people who want to get into the outdoor industry and aren't in there yet And then what's your advice to brands when they are seeking a photographer? Yeah, uh, I think the advice to people wanting to get into the outdoor industry is kind of similar to what we've kind of already talked about. As far as if there's something that you want to be shooting, then you should be doing it already. You can't expect to shoot climbing if you don't know how to jug a rope. Or you can't expect to shoot backcountry skiing if you don't have the avalanche education or like backcountry experience, you know, you have to be able to have those basic things in place before you can even consider injecting yourself in that environment as a professional. So I think that has a role. And then really it's about, and and when you do that, when you're like enmeshed in that environment, like you're hustling and doing your fun outdoorsy things, then it definitely helps put you in that direction as far as brands or companies or sponsorships like you never know what what your foot in the door is going to look like it could be someone you've been skiing with for three years it could be like some random person that you meet on a trail you just you just don't know it could just be like a backpack that you've been wearing for five years and someone's like dang you really like that what brand is that oh you should work with that company like you just don't know and so I think you just kind of have to 
be working all the time and like sharpening your craft and shooting all the time and networking and making friends with people and talking to people and really it's about building authentic relationships with other people because cold calls cold emails slinging business cards you know that that can help in some ways you know that's that's something that's important but like it's not everything so I think that kind of helps get people started yeah and then what's your advice to a brand when they when they um I guess beyond create beyond photographers like if they want to work with somebody creative what's your advice to a brand um if brands want to work with someone creative what is my advice uh I would say at least like it really helps when a brand knows what their vision is like what they're looking for and I assume anytime a brand reaches out to me that they're familiar with my work that they've seen what I've created and they see what I what I make and they, and they like it. So if they wouldn't be reaching out to me, if they'd never seen my portfolio and if they hadn't, I'd be a little bit like, Oh really? Well, that's different. So I think it means a lot to have brands doing the back end work on like, at least becoming familiar with you as a photographer. I don't know what their job looks like, but that always makes a difference. Just knowing that they're paying attention to what you're creating and they've figured out why they like your work. And then why you can work well together. So that always helps when a brand approaches me. And then just being clear on your direction, clear on what you want, clear on what your budget is and what your vision is and how you think you can make stuff happen together. I think that's kind of, it's pretty simple, but that's generally what I'm looking for. So Awesome. Well, gosh, Kylie, thanks so much for being here today. Yeah, thank you. And uh, people can follow you on Instagram. It's at Kylie dot fly um any website you want to share um well my website is just kyliefly.com if they ever care to look at it (laughs) (laughs) i really love your instagram stories they're like they're like my favorite so uh, thank you yeah you guys should follow kylie because she's really funny on those instagram stories (laughs) thanks (laughs) that's fun Thank you so much for listening. You can follow Kylie on Instagram. It's at Kylie.fly. And you definitely should. Like I said, her stories are hilarious. It's my favorite when she and her sisters, because their triplets get together and they are hysterical together. I I really enjoy that. It's like my favorite story of all time. And, uh, you know, check her out. Her work's amazing. So do that. Do it right now. Next week, tune in as I speak to... Katie Lozancic, who is a digital content contributor at Teton Gravity Research, when she and I talk about what's really going on in mountain towns and everything that TGR is doing to try to tell stories about what's really going on in mountain towns. Um, So tune in next week. What's been really exciting um, to be on the TGR staff is to see our company really pursuing these heavier topics within the action sports community. Um, we recently came out with this movie called Andy Irons Kissed by God, which follows the life of Andy Irons, a three-time world champion surfer. And, uh, you know, through his life and story, we bring up the discussion surrounding mental illness. Um, Andy Irons struggled with bipolar disorder his whole life. And um, also, you know, his longtime struggle with drugs and addiction. And so as someone who is newer to the staff, it's really cool to see our company transitioning into these tougher topics. And I think that's a trend that the action sports community 
really needs to, and it is also, I can see it with other production companies really needs to just shift towards because I think for so long we have only been kind of talking about the stoke and, and what's rad, but in reality, there's like a lot of pain and there's a lot of struggle. And um, it's been really exciting to be part of a company that values that discussion and recognizes that, you know, through these stories, we can connect with people who may not even be surfers, right? Or may not even be professional athletes and they can find solace and comfort through someone else's story. And I think that's, that's the most impactful and powerful thing that stories can do. 